Instead of letting fear rule the day, I try to let it fuel me into doing things that I am afraid of every single day. I am someone who tends to jump into projects and commit to them before I know entirely what I'm doing in them. I learn as I go. I have not always been this way. And when the spark effect was in its, you know, in infancy and I decided let's do a podcast, I started doing my research and I found, yes, people still totally listen to podcasts, but I didn't listen to a lot of them, mostly because I didn't want to be completely influenced by the ideas and the themes that they were using. But the last couple weeks, I kind of I took a dive into them. And I did a, a kind of a, a podcast binge just to see what everyone else was listening to, and what everyone else was recording. And, and, you know, these people have been doing this a lot longer than me. And I know that I can learn from them. And one of the things that really struck me was my show is much shorter than a lot of other shows. And I honestly, I don't know that I could talk for an hour. A lot of these shows that I listened to were 45 minutes to an hour, and it didn't seem long when I was listening to them. But I know myself, I try to be very succinct. And I don't know that I could stretch it out that long. We'll see how well that <laughs> that comment ages with time, you know, 50 episodes in I'm clocking at 45 minutes, then I'll be like, Oh, remember when they were only 20 minutes long. But instead of being completely intimidated by all of these shows that are much more polished than I am, I jumped into this thing and have been completely blown away by the support. I, you guys have really stepped it up as far as like reviewing and sharing and, and commenting on the podcast. And I can't, I can't thank you guys enough for it. And this industry or this um, market is it's like, you know, I am not a big fish in a little pond in this place. I am I am tiny in an ocean. And I it's because of the listeners and because of the the feedback I've been getting that I'm, I'm continuing to show up. And I'm continuing to learn about podcasting. I'm not letting the fear of of stepping into this giant place stop me from from learning and, and developing this into something that I really believe in. I really want to grow this show into something amazing. And it is my work and my passion. And again, I just thank you so much for all of the support. We do have a Patreon account. If you'd like to support my work, it's Patreon backslash the spark effect. We have a goal of 10 patrons. Every cent helps. $2 gets you a shout out on the show. Nothing is required, but every cent helps me keep this on the air. Welcome to the spark effect. My name is Wendy Durrell, and I'm a lifestyle and health director, a yoga teacher, and a stepmom. I believe we should all live the healthiest and happiest life possible, and I know how hard that can be to do on your own. Sometimes it just takes a spark to change a life. If you're looking for help, inspiration, or support in things like confidence, diet, fitness, career, relationships, and family, then make yourself cozy. I'm here for you. I believe in you, and we are all capable of doing amazing things. I want you to live the best version of your life possible. I know this is going to be good. So let's hit it. So an early happy Halloween to everyone. It's either uh, Halloween Eve for you if you're listening to this on the day that it is broadcast, um, or it's Halloween Day if you're listening to the day after. But Halloween has always been one of my favorite holidays. I like the idea of playing pretend and dressing up. And I grew up in Southern California where 
in our neighborhood anyway, you get the, the, the basket and you walk around the neighborhood and you come home with like six pounds of candy. And, um, if your mom is smart, like my mom was, she doesn't let you eat it all in, in one night and get horribly ill. But I really did. I loved Halloween growing up. But I've been surprised to see that kids, I don't know if it's an East Coast thing or it's a generation thing, but they don't get nearly as excited about Halloween as I did. And I, I think we trick-or-treated until it was probably junior high. And then after that, it turned into parties. And, and then in college, it was like big parties. And then as an adult, you get to like, you know, throw your own parties and, and actually mix alcohol with costumes, which may not be the best thing ever, but it's super fun. And uh, I've spent many uh, a Halloween since moving to New York City in a New York City bar. My first few Halloweens here in the city, I did the village parade downtown. I would take the path train in from Jersey City and line up at the back. If you've never been or seen the Halloween parade in New York City, it is it is a sight to see and you get to walk in it if you like to if you're in costume. Uh, the first year I wore these boots that were I think they were over the knee boots and I was dressed as like slutty Tinkerbell because you know that's what you do when you're how old was I? I was in my 20s still. Wow. Oh, it seems so long ago. <laughs> but by the end of the walk, by the end of the, the parade, I, my feet were going to fall off. <laughs> they, they hurt so bad. So yeah, don't wear new shoes on Halloween. It's not a good idea. But uh, now that I am this age, I just dress up and hand out candy to the little kids in the building. Last year, did, we didn't get so many and I was kind of bummed out. So this year, I'll probably throw some sort of costume together and try to drag my boyfriend out to one of our local bars so that mostly so we can just watch everyone else walk by because I really love to watch all of the the Halloween revelry in New York City. You know, when we're little, we are much more afraid of things like monsters and scary movies and things like that than we are as adults. As kids, we're not afraid of jumping off, you know, the jungle gym set and, and hitting the sand. We're not afraid of breaking our leg or, or you know, hurting ourselves. We're, we're so much more imaginative and daring as children. As adults, we have anxiety that starts to creep in. It starts like, you know, I remember being afraid of a test in high school and getting really stressed out and having a lot of anxiety over it. We're, we become afraid of car payments and insurance and being successful and getting married at the right age and having the babies and, you know, whatever it is. But we become so much more afraid of these types of things instead of those things that were scaring us as children. As a kid, I was afraid of Michael Jackson in the Thriller video. That was my big fear in life. <laughs> but then there are the things as you get older that the fears that really haunt you. And it's the, those things that like, like public speaking or opening your own business or taking that trip or asking out that guy or asking out that girl. And it's those kind of fears that I feel are even more rooted in, in evil and more dark and sinister because those, those fears are rooted in a fear of failure, in a fear of judgment and humiliation. And those are the ones I really want to address today. Our fear response and what our body goes through is actually was very helpful to us millennia ago when we were confronted with, you know, giant animals that looked at us like they had just found dinner. Speaking of animals. Hello, Kashmir. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Come here. Are you hungry? Are you so hungry? Are you starving? 
Are you a hungry <laughs> hippo? <laughs> okay, my dog is apparently that hungry. And we're back. I have fed the beasts. Zeppelin is now laying at my feet. Kashmir is strolling back in. Hopefully she will jump on the bed. You know those those podcasts I mentioned at the beginning and how much more polished they were than I am? This is a really good example of that. But you know what? This is real life. I have a, a cup of coffee that I've had since about 11 a.m. now sitting in front of me. It's ice cold. I'm sitting on the floor still. It's not glamorous, but it is real life. And I, for one, am not going to allow my thoughts and fears of, you know, perfection on this show stop me from recording just because my dogs interrupt every now and then. So going back to the, the fear response and what happens in your body. So the amygdala in your brain sends signals to your auto, I might say this word wrong, autonomic nervous system. And when that happens, a lot of things happen. Your heart rate increases, your blood pressure goes up, your breathing quickens, adrenaline and cortisol is released into your body. Your blood actually flows to your extremities so that you can use your legs and arms better to flee or fight and prepares you for action. So that's all awesome. And that's all great physically, but your brain basically shuts down. Uh, your, your reasoning and your thinking is decreased. So when something is very scary, or when you are filled with fear, your body is ready for action, but your brain is basically kind of checking out because all of your resources are going towards that. So if you find yourself afraid of something, take deep breaths. Learning to breathe is so valuable in that situation. Just deep breaths will slow down your heart rate and it will soothe your system. And because you're getting that hit of adrenaline, you're going to get kind of a rush and a high. This is why people jump out of planes or they bungee jump or they do things that are a little dangerous. It's for that, that rush. Small doses of fear can actually be good for you. It's the large ones that aren't so good. Extended, like anything in life, too much of something can be bad for you, but small can be good. And so confronting those fears can be excellent for you. Some of my fears are, I mentioned public speaking, that is a fear. I used to be very, very afraid of reptiles. <laughs> I I actually was afraid of losing a lot of weight. I was afraid if I lost a lot of the weight that I would be treated differently. And then I was afraid that if I lost a lot of the weight that I wouldn't be treated differently. I was afraid I would fail at trying to lose. It was just all of these these thoughts that stopped me in my tracks and kept me from actually trying to do anything about it. With my fear of reptiles, I decided when I was uh, probably in my early 20s to get a snake as a pet and, you know, condition myself, you know, address this fear because it's Ill, it, it was completely illogical. I didn't need to be afraid of reptiles. And I ended up really liking the snake. But then there are these like bigger fears. My biggest fear in life, my very, very biggest fear in life is that I will, I will end up just being a dreamer and not a doer. I don't want to, I don't want people to say, wow, Wendy was so imaginative and she had so many cool ideas, but she never did anything. <laughs> I don't want that. So I want to be a doer. And so when I have a fear, when I'm really afraid of something now, or I, I'm anxious about it, I try to head it, I try to meet it head on. I was really shy and afraid of men 
of like approaching them and, and you know initiating contact I had been a, a certain size for so long and not been noticed and that's a that's a sad thing about being that overweight and I wish it wasn't that way but for me in my experience I wasn't noticed by men so actually talking to one was was scary <laughs> it was like you know dating was scary in 2009 the company I had just started working for had a holiday party. Now, I had met Lou briefly <laughs> in the office a couple times, and I definitely noticed him. But I was, you know, sh I was very shy and quiet. So there wasn't a lot of chit chat yet. So at this holiday party, completely unlike me, <laughs> I, I sucked down that fear and I marched myself over to him and I had a conversation. And that conversation turned into us walking to get a cab at the end of the night. Don't think anything, you know, sexy, sexy. We, we went home, <laughs> like to our separate homes. But it started a conversation that turned into an email conversation that t turned into like a real friendship for a long time. He became my best friend very quickly before it turned romantic. And if I had listened to that, that crazy fear voice in my head, I never would have done anything. And I think that that fear of failure and judgment stops us from doing so many things that would greatly impact our lives in a positive way. Instead, we take the, the you know, the path that's safe, or we stay in place. And we don't try those things that are scary. But let me tell you guys, the, the way to success that I have found in my own little experience so far is in that fear. It's in the tripping and the stumbling and the messing things up over and over again and failing forward. It's not just failing forward. You end up failing up. You like all of your failures end up piling on each other. And as you learn more and more and more, you find that success you're looking for. And if you're afraid of judgment, I was super afraid of judgment. I was like, when I opened my, my company up and I started coaching people, especially, I was like, God, what are people going to think? But then I thought, you know what? Other people don't get to tell you who you are. Other people don't get to tell you what you can do. And their opinion of you has nothing to do with you. It's all on them. We let fear stop us from doing a lot of things in life. And it's those things that are the great things that are able to propel us forward. Glory isn't found by those who just waited around for things to happen. Glory is found by those who, you know, stepped forward and stepped up and, and went all in on what they were thinking and dreaming. And you might fail. Yeah, you might. But what if you don't? You know, you're guaranteeing your failure if you don't try. So take the little steps forward. Every day, do something that scares you. I was asked this very simple question at one point, And it was, why didn't you? When I said I really wanted to do blank, why didn't you do it? And that question stopped me because, yeah, why didn't I? It was because I was afraid. What are you afraid of that could change your life for the better? Ask yourself those things. Remember who you were as a kid. Remember that kid that would leap fearlessly from couch to couch to avoid the lava below. Remember that kid that would lay up and look at the sky and make shapes out of the clouds and dream about living in a mansion someday or whatever fantasy you had. 
Remember that kid that would do and say things and they weren't afraid of the outcome. They just leapt and did it. You are capable of doing that. You are completely in charge of your own destiny. You can do these things that you're so afraid of. And you can suck at it because eventually you get better. You have to crawl before you walk. And then you're going to walk and then I swear you're going to run. If your dream is to write that book or make that art or create something or go somewhere or meet someone or do something, the world is waiting for you. Maybe the struggles and all of the things that you've had in your life that have have slowed you down have just made it so that you can show someone else what they can overcome in their own life. And it's not too late. You have time. Don't ever think you don't have time. I hate when people say, I don't have time. You have time you have right now. You should start today. You should start the second you stop listening to this podcast. In fact, you should pause me right now and go do it. Okay, really don't leave, but (laughs) you know what I mean. The time is now. The time is always right now. If you let the fear of failure or judgment stop you from doing something, you're just confirming those fears. You're living your worst nightmare by not doing it. You'll always wonder what if. And don't wait for it to just come to you. I have learned that anything you want in this life, you have to go get it for yourself. Turn your dreams into plans because no one cares more about your dreams than you do. You have to make it a reality. I totally believe in you. I know that you can do it, but you have to be the one that takes the steps forward. I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of men and women over the past couple years on their health and fitness. And one of my biggest takeaways as a health and fitness professional is this. The person that I am working with, they have to be willing to put in the work. They have to be willing to push aside that fear of failure and not being able to to reach these goals and accomplish them and just go all in and step forward and take it. Because if they're not... I had, I had so many that weren't even willing to start. I had some that would go a couple weeks in and then we'd give up and it would break my heart and I'd want to do it for them, but I can't. Nobody ever said it was going to be easy, but it's worth it, guys. When you leap without the net, it, it is very worth the fear of failure. It is worth the judgment it's worth the time that it takes. It's, it's worth all of it. You have to decide not what you want right now. You have to decide what you want most in life. You have to decide what you want most and you have to go after it. Go after it and let the scary movies be the things that you're scared of again. Let all of the dread and anxiety and all of that stuff deal in fiction and fantasy instead of these things that are actually wrapped around our hopes and dreams. Take those first steps I totally believe in you. I want to hear how it goes. I want to cheer you on every step of the way, but go after it. The time, the time is right now. Happy Halloween, everyone. I will see you next week.